Welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. I'm this week's host, Eddie Webb, and with me are Dixie Cochran. Hello. And our story guide, Matthew Dawkins. Hello there. Is that, is that all he is to you now, Eddie? That's all he, as long as he only runs my games is all I care about. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, that's all right. That's all right. I acknowledge my limited uses, and uh, the least I can do is excel at them. I'm a min maxer. <laughs> I don't believe in. Uh, I, I don't believe in having all around specialities or anything nonsense like that. I've played Call of Cthulhu. If you end up with percentages below fifty, there's no point rolling them. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll put a happy seventy five percent in story guiding and have co-hosting down to let's say 60 percent that, okay. that's that's fair that's fair so i mean so it's still a good role yeah, but you yeah, know I, I i hit it more often than not yeah I, i'm all right more often than not <laughs> that is honestly fair um and speaking of coasting you apparently you have been doing this we've all been doing this for uh, this is our hundredth time doing this now what yeah we have been doing this for my god a hundred episodes um we're actually getting close to two years um at this point you should have prepared a song or something. Well, we should have. And we actually had talked about that in the previous episode, that we should do something special for the episode. And then pandemics happened. So <laughs> Don't you just hate it when you're gearing up for a 100th episode and then a pandemic happens? Right. I mean, it's like that's, all, that's, all the things that could have gone wrong. Yeah. I mean, like, it, 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 it happens to every podcast, really. Let's be fair. I mean, it did happen to every podcast. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, if there has been a true tragedy from this situation, it's clearly not that. Right, exactly. I mean, um, clearly. So, so, I mean, we obviously, uh, we're going to just keep going as we're doing right now. Um, and uh, uh, as we talked about before in previous episodes, you might hear strange noises in the background and whatnot because all of us have more people in our houses than we're used to and or pets and or people working or what have you. I mean, I don't have more pets than I'm used to. I have the same amount of pets. For sure. <laughs> you, have a, you have a different cat, though. It's true. I have moved, and now I have my cat. Yeah, we brought all the livestock in, so we're sharing a house with a sheep, a pig, a horse. It's um, it's busy in here. <laughs> uh, I, I was sad I didn't have one of my uh, sound effect buttons up for when you said that you'll have weird sounds in the background. Uh. I wanted to have some kind of scream or, <laughs> um, cl- or clown horn or something like that, but... It's a missed opportunity. It is. Um, we're starting this off with a really melancholy melancholy thing happening where Matthew did not have his sound well, effects prepared. <laughs> well, <laughs> that hey, is clearly the worst tragedy we are on Yeah, well, we are on episode 100, though. So to uplift from melancholy, 100 episodes, that's no small thing. No, it's really not. Um, when we started doing this, I mean, I think it was Eddie just kind of poked at it in an email, was like, hey, I think I'm doing a podcast. And me being a podcast fan was like, yes, 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 yes. I want to be on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started doing it. And, and like, we, I, I don't think any of us anticipated uh, this growing as well as it has, honestly. Like, it's, no. it's awesome. Like, we're, we we do these hour long or so episodes every week. We've managed to keep it up, even when we didn't have a whole lot of content um, or when it had to be just Eddie and I. Like, we've, we've dealt with it. And we may hear more episodes like that as this pandemic goes on where if, if matthew can't join us for some reason because of child minding duties or because the child minder has him um it's captured him <laughs> the child minder oh <laughs> sorry that is a joke Only... pops wooden yeah wooden toys <laughs> that's a joke specifically for mike cheney who does not listen to this <laughs> podcast i don't think um but our art director mike cheney one time when matthew said there was an issue with the child minder got into our meeting and said that it sounded like some kind of terrible horror movie villain it's 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 the child minder, my dear. I'm here to mind Played your children. Played by Tara Quinn, fresh off of Stepfather movies. <laughs> but but yeah, so as, um, as we mentioned in our last episodes. Oh um, no! So chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> as we know. Yes, yes, Matthew. That wasn't even a segue. That was an aggression. Um, wow. It's not. It's not that much of a digression. That has the child catcher in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and I can't imagine a horror movie child minder more terrifying than the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He is pretty perfect as a as a children's horror icon. I don't think I've seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in so long. Yeah, it's been a while. 
Like, all I remember is the car itself, which is Chi Chi Bang Bang. Mm. And then I remember the part with the ballerina on the on the music box thing. Um, oh, yeah. And part of the reason I remember that is because someone... Oh, birds. Lovely birds. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> I feel transported to the English countryside right now. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, because birds are such a rarity in America. Uh, have you been Well, here? you shoot all of them, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... that's that's what I do. I just, I just shoot birds outside of my apartment. Oh, trust um, me. I wish I could shoot more birds. But. <laughs> but the point is that I, I, I mostly remember the ballerina thing because a few years ago at Dragon Con, uh, someone did that for the cosplay contest. So like they actually like wheeled her out on a little platform and it spun and she did the dance and it was really cool. Wow. Um, so I encourage people yeah, to eat And then she didn't win. And that was a travesty. That sounds like it. Do you remember who did? I don't, but I remember being like personally offended that they won over her well well yeah i would say that's even worse if the winner was that non-memorable if immemorable um unmemorable then yeah definitely cheated yeah no i don't like it dragon con costume contest often goes to somebody who i don't know doesn't put a lot of work into it but does something kind of funny and i'm like it's not the point of a costume contest right it's not a pun contest yeah yeah boo sorry boo no, um, uh, speaking of birds, um, uh, my uh, window for my bedroom is right next, the window for the room is right next to the, the phone wire that goes into our house. Mm-hmm. And over the past couple of weeks, uh, since the pandemic has started, there is a particular bird that apparently likes to sit right on that wire at 530 and start going, hey, everybody, I'm going to come over here. I'm going to kick, kick that shit out of you and start, start fights. I'm just like, it's, it's <laughs> at 530 tomorrow. He's like, cheap, motherfucker, cheap, cheap, cheap. And it's like, oh, jeez. And, and I want to reiterate, not- I have hearing loss. <laughs> I don't have to wear a hearing aid while I'm asleep. And still this bird's like, hey! Oh my god, damn it. It's probably a, like just the right frequency that it gets around your, yeah. your hearing loss cookie cookie bite thing. Yep. Whatever it's called. Cookie yeah. something. It, yeah, the, the cookie bite loss, because yeah, it's just high enough register that, yeah, so I actually can hear it. So like if someone's outside yelling, I probably wouldn't hear it as well as this birds are going. <laughs> is it a jerk burb? It is a jerk burb. Jerk oh burb. So yeah, so so Captain uh, Chirpy Pants has he's now been dubbed in the house. Are you going to put him in a Pirates of Pugmire supplement? Possibly, we have a lot of captains in, in, in Pirates of Pugmire. So, oh, maybe he could be Commodore Chirpy Pants. Commodore Chirpy Pants. <laughs> Commodore Chirpy Pants of the Five Awakenings. <laughs> I'm seeing you now as becoming some kind of vulture-like supervillain. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who, when, uh, maybe we'll, well, what's a bird that hasn't been uh, used for a supervillain? You can't call him the crow, of course. Um, The thrush. We'll call you thrush. Um, thrush. It has a double meaning. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah. And um, you'll you'll be stood there with your arms outstretched with birds all the way up them, up to your shoulders. And the superhero will say, why didn't you save the children in that burning orphanage? And you will say, I do not hear the screams of humans. I only hear (laughs) the thrush. At which point you'd flap your arms and all the birds would go towards the superhero. Um, because you've, of course, been driven to this by the incessant <laughs> chirping outside your window. They managed to get through to you and, and change you into this human embodiment of thrush. Uh, you should I'm probably sick. not call anybody the human embodiment of thrush. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine sitting in my living no, room not, brooding but... late at night and suddenly a bird just smacks into the window. It's like, yes, that is what I shall become. <laughs> yeah, all that. The pigeon. And just in a constant pain, constant pain. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> are, you, are you telling me that once upon a midnight dreary, while you ponder, weak and weary? <laughs> quote the raven. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing in here? <laughs> <laughs> quote, quote the thrush. Kaka, motherfucker. <laughs> so there you go. We have um, your supervillain name. This is our 100th episode, and this is what we're choosing to talk about. Yes. We've gone on for 10 minutes now, mostly about burbs. <laughs> this, is, this is the high quality content you tune in for. <laughs> no, no, this is the, certainly better than the game I had planned. <laughs> Speaking of the game you had planned. Oh, yeah. What are we doing for the 100th episode, Eddie? 
that is what we decided to do. It is um, uh, it's not something special per se, but rather fulfilling a promise long ago. Um, we are actually going, we decided we're going to do the next next uh, session of Matthew's Psion Origin game. Um, for those of you who remember, uh, Dixie and I made up uh, origin level characters, um, and we played through a couple of sessions of uh, a collapsing building um, where we totally did not shove somebody off the building into the water. <laughs> we kind of really did. He was evil. He, <laughs> he was, was a jerk. He was a jerk. Um, and and uh, we, we ended with our first encounter with a god, a goddess specifically. Um, and that's where we kind of left it. And so it was like, you know what, we should probably get back to that game. So um, Matthew agreed to run us through another session of Scion Origin. And that's what we're doing today. I probably should have gone back and listened to the first episode. <laughs> yeah, I've also I forgotten. do not remember what was going on. Luckily, I have a recap plan. Oh, good. Oh, my God. It's like, you're, it's like you know what you're doing. It's like I've ran a game before. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> one or two. Uh, so well in that case uh, and you can reintroduce your characters shortly uh, once I give you permission to do so thank you very much uh, we are still playing Scion Origin, uh, so the first of the Scion games, mm-hmm. and uh, our characters, uh, Phaedra and Kian, mm-hmm. who, as I say, will be reintroduced shortly, uh, have already undertook one adventure. Uh, they It took place just under a year ago in our time, but little more than a few months ago in the time of your characters. At the height of summer, you were enjoying a party in Miami, both of you staying at the Hotel Mandarin on South Beach. As the party went on through the night, a cataclysmic environmental disaster occurred, and cataclysmic is a word we don't use enough. No, Unheralded typhoon... That's true, yeah, yeah, we... we... We, should, we could use it more, actually. Anyway, unheralded <laughs> typhoons and tidal waves crashed into South Beach, flooding your corner of the city, making much of your hotel collapse and forcing you into a heroic role, dubiously, as you save fellow tourists and hotel workers. Uh, there was more afoot than a simple tsunami, however, as one man within the hotel was more desperate to save an artifact from his room safe than he was anyone else's life. Intrigued and buffeted along by the disaster raging around you, you accompanied a man named Oscar to his room and through threats, action and a dash of subterfuge discovered he had stolen a piece of jewellery belonging to Poseidon. Ultimately, you decided on saving the jewellery over Oscar, who you allowed to plunge into the flooding waters uh, in slow motion. Now we're jerks. You return the jewellery to Poseidon via one of his children, a woman you've since come to know as Dietrich, and your lives subsequently changed. Uh, Since that time, Dietrich has repeatedly hinted at your divine parentage. She calls herself a daughter of Poseidon, a scion, and says many gods won't accept their offspring until they perform a superlative deed or three. Uh, While you may have no desire to earn a god's distant recognition and the idea of jumping through hoops for mummy or daddy's approval rankles you, some of the tasks Dietrich has set for you have been invigorating, even spiritually rewarding. In the last three months, you've helped illegally traffic medicines from south of the border for a community that couldn't afford them or lacked insurance, and you've rescued a group of shipwrecked refugees from an island that seemed to appear from nowhere in the Atlantic, uh, which you've heard referred to as a dose of terra incognita edging into the world. Hmm. Following that mission, Dietrich vanished for a month before reaching out to you again yesterday. She sent a short message to you both, asking you to meet her at the Nautilus Cabana Bar outside the Mandarin Hotel where you first met. She gave a time, 1500 hours, but hasn't responded to any messages since. So, with all that said, let's uh, return to our characters, our protagonists, Faye and Kian, and what the listeners may wish to know of them, and indeed myself as story guide, because damn it if I can remember anything about you. <laughs> Faye! <laughs> uh, so, Phaedra Maris, or Faye Maris uh, is her nickname. She is a just out of college uh, political activist. She's a poli sci major. Um, she kind of raised herself, but she was also, she like grew up in a, in a house of privilege. Uh, her, her dad, I think, was a professor who was well off, um, but he was never there. So she, like, raised herself. She taught herself a bunch of stuff. She, you know, read read through the whole library. Um, but she also has 
kind of been in the punk scene. She's a bit of a street kid. So she's this weird balance of like an an intellectual type and a and a brawly punk kid. Um, she's always sticking up for the little guy. She's gotten herself into many many scrapes for that. Uh, and her divine parent is Persephone of the Theoi. And what of you, Eddie and Kian? Uh, Kian um, is uh, an Irish. Uh, He's born in Boston, but his parents were Irish, um, and he is a medical student going through his residency, which I'm sure at this point in time has just gone to shit after all the stuff he's ever done. Uh, but he is uh, heavily interested in sports, particularly. Um, he kind of would be a jock if he wasn't angling to become a doctor. Uh, and um, so he definitely strongly believes in the whole first do no harm uh, component, which is why it kind of gets swept along, I think, with with Faye to a degree. Is like she's very kind of passionate about social change, and Keen feels like, okay, well, maybe as long as it's not doing harm to people, I should help out. And also, I suspect some of those scrapes that Faye gets in are probably a little more literal than metaphorical. <laughs> Sometimes. So, so, so I figure it's like, I, I probably should make sure she doesn't like bleed out in an alley somewhere. So. Yeah, I definitely got dots in close combat, street brawling, slash defense. <laughs> I have two dots in close combat, so it's like probably a, just an, again, like probably like, you know, picked up a couple things just from like being roughed up in like football practice or whatever. Yeah, like playing rugby or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my notes for Phaedra are that she is a cautiously optimistic, disaffected rebel. So she's like trying to be that disaffected punk, like almost, you know, Daria type, like mm-hmm. everything sucks, but she can't like, stop being a little hope punk when it comes down to it. Right. Yeah. And my uh, divine parent is uh, Diane Sect of the Tuatha Dé Danann. Yes, a uh, god of healing, yes. uh, if I recall, and uh, creation. Correct. Uh, which nightly, nightly, nicely teams in... T- fucking hell, I've lost complete use of my <laughs> my tongue. Uh, it nicely ties in, there you go, to the fact that you have felt drawn to the medical profession, mm-hmm. uh, despite your initial uh, prestigiousness in the school of sports. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It's up to you, really, to justify how you've been able to continue pursuing these little missions, these tasks or quests set for you by Dietrich, uh, or even how willing you've been to do them. Uh, Ultimately, the thing that's drawn you most is the ties and demands of fate. There is a pressing need, a sort of niggling itch behind your ear, as it were, that... um, tells you that this is the right thing to do even when it doesn't feel like a good thing to do uh, you don't think you've done anything immoral in her service and you're not earning any money for it and in fact each time you've done it uh, people have been incredibly grateful it has made you feel to a degree heroic mm-hmm. but you know that you are uh, operating outside the realms of normal mortal human law and that you're delving deeper and deeper into the known quantity uh, as expansive and uh, sublime as it is of the various divinities and uh, faiths and myths that come to life in the world that you live in. Uh, listeners should be aware because sometimes this is the thing that uh, is, I guess, least understood about Sion, that the world that you live in is not the world of darkness. It isn't a world where gods and monsters and myths are hidden away. There may well be an Aztec temple down the road a block away from where there happens to be a church or indeed a temple to to Zeus, for instance. Uh, This world is fairly layered uh, quite evenly on top of our own and while the mundane mortal may not understand all of it they certainly see it uh, and while scions of the gods are sometimes seen as heroes they can also be seen as nuisances or villains uh, as is the case in comic book universes mm-hmm. such as the ones positioned by Marvel and DC mm-hmm. so um, the Everything they're doing isn't necessarily going to be completely undercover, um, but it still has to generally operate within parameters of the law, and they have not been doing that. They have committed some illegal activity. (gasps) Shocked. Indeed, yes. So, 
Yes, uh, you have been summoned again uh, to the Hotel Mandarin or the Cabana Bar outside of it on South Beach. It is now three months since you last met, um, making it late August. So the weather is still damn good in Miami, if not oppressively so. (laughs) Tell me, what do your characters think of all this becking and calling? I feel like my residency is pretty much ruined. (laughs) But I suspect... Kian is in an awkward stage of like society demands that if I want to be a healer, I have to go through this rigmarole of, of training and residency and whatnot. And he thinks that's valuable, but also being able to directly help people is intoxicating. So I think he's still, he's still reluctant, but more he's using that as a, secretly he really enjoys it. And so he, he probably complains about it a lot, but he still keeps doing it. <laughs> You're just constantly bitching. Right. Yeah, I, want to do <laughs> I got tests in two days. <laughs> uh, Phaedra is, would be loath to admit it, but she is still living off uh, daddy's money. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of what she does right now is volunteer and nonprofit work as far as her kind of day job goes. Yeah. Uh, which means that she is loving this because it kind of just gives her a break from everything. She's not really essential at any of her jobs. Um. Like, frankly, she's one of those people who is, you know, pretty smart, but as they say, doesn't apply themselves too hard to uh, to actual jobs. But this is fun. This is a fun, interesting new distraction. Um, and she is very curious to see where this is going because she always kind of wanted something more than her life. Because even though she had, uh, like, she had money, but she didn't really have a whole lot of, of love and compassion growing up. Yeah. So she's... Nice curious to see where this leads and uh likes to feel useful and she's feeling very useful for the first time in her life i'm definitely seeing a connection between our characters of both going we know what society demands of us but we're finding actual personal satisfaction in these tasks yeah yeah exactly because like she's she's uh the the leader call, uh, calling mm-hmm. so she's like she always kind of tried to be in charge stuff and tried to like do the right thing and make social change and everything. And she just always feels a little bit beat down by it or feels like somebody else might be better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So she's like actually finding something where she can take charge. I think that, 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 that's something that happened during the hotel rescue and probably has happened in some of our missions since Yeah, is that she tends to be the like take charge commander of, of the situation. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and, and, and she likes that she likes feeling useful and helping people and, you know, getting, getting refugees to safety and stuff like that. Cause it's a lot different than, just you know standing up for someone who was being made fun of or whatever (laughs) like this is this is like real actual she can you know hold it in her hands making a difference in in in, in all caps right and and with kian's emt training he certainly understands like if someone's making the call then you don't have time to sit and argue in the middle of of a crisis Mm -hmm. yeah so in that case it sounds like you quite willingly uh, attend the meeting that dietrich has set up yes yeah okay uh, so, in that case, on time for three o'clock in the afternoon, you head to the Nautilus Cabana Bar, where, of course, some uh, fantastic salsa is playing in the background. Cocktails are being mixed. It's very hot, so a lot of cocktails are currently being imbibed by people mm-hmm. sitting around on the beach. It's a beautiful party atmosphere, as is often the case on South Beach. Uh, it would seem that the tidal wave of three months ago has almost been forgotten. Uh, and that's certainly not reflected in the shape of the buildings on South Beach. Many of them still show the scars. Uh, If anything, it has driven business elsewhere throughout the city, which has benefited some people, but people have a way of making sense of the senseless and just soldiering on. And no more so in a case in a place where alcohol f- flows so freely as Miami, uh, where you know we come here to party. We're not coming here to be morose. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, while Rome burns, as it were, people fiddle. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you arrive at the Cabana Bar, and Dietrich isn't there. Uh, now, you may remember Dietrich as the woman who initially threatened you with a gun. Uh, she was the person who claimed that Oscar had stolen a necklace of her father's. And mm-hmm. um, 
But you got on fairly good terms by the end of that scenario when you realised that Oscar was probably the bigger pest in this situation than her. Good thing he's dead and will never come back to haunt us again. Yeah, that right? will, yeah well, you know, uh, comic books <laughs> and superhero stories never have recurring villains. No. So, no. She does show up ten minutes late. Not very like her at all. She's typically quite punctual and is wearing large sunglasses and a very wide-brimmed hat. If she was trying harder to look inconspicuous, she would you know, be wearing a Groucho Marx glasses, <laughs> false nose, and mustache. Uh, but she is, and a trench coat? Yeah, pretty much. Is it a red uh, trench coat? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, she, she looks like Carmen Sandiego right now. <laughs> Where uh, in the world are the daughters of Poseidon? <laughs> yes. South Beach, apparently, which, to be honest, sounds like a perfect place for the daughters of Poseidon to be. Um, first place I'd look for Carmen Sandiego. Uh, she is... Uh, she takes a seat, looks around like this is some 1980s Cold War movie, <laughs> and then whispers a shaky voice. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for coming at sh- such short notice. I'm sorry I've not been in touch. There's been a lot going on. Are you, are you okay? No, 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 I'm not okay. There, As I say, there's been a lot going on. I know I've been absent for a month or so. Uh, it's... So the things I've been asking you to do, they've all been above board, I guess, to a degree. Uh, they've all been... For good reasons, I think we can all agree on that, and we've all made a lot of people very happy, and I have no doubt that your your parents are very proud of you and all that, and so on and so on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thing is, something personal came up, and I had to take my eye off the ball as far as you two are concerned, and from what I've heard, you've both been, you know, keeping the end up, as it were, but I... Uh, I think I need your help with this something personal now. And I've got a feeling, I've got that itch that tells me that this might actually be what you've most needed to do of anything uh, that I've set you to do so far. Uh, Believe me, that's not me trying to talk you into anything. Uh, I'll get to what the thing is in a minute. But, you know, sometimes you feel like, a course is right, and I walked down the wrong one. It's like I fought against the tide, and let's say I got smashed around the rocks a bit. So now I'm trying to head in the right direction. That means enlisting the two of you again. Okay. How much out of character? How much do our characters know about fate at this point? Uh, you know the feeling of it. You know okay. how much Dietrich has told you of it. Uh, you don't know of it as any kind of tangible uh, path that you can follow. Uh, you, She has certainly said that as you grow in power, you're going to see its strands far more keenly. But uh, mm. there's a certain mm. euphoric rush that you felt when achieving certain tasks. Uh, and yeah, it's something you never felt before. It doesn't feel chemically induced. It doesn't feel unnatural. It feels like you are strengthening your core, as it were. Uh, your your soul is is growing in brilliance every single time you do one of these things. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll cut to the chase. Shall I? Um, she orders herself a Bloody Mary. And then drinks it and says, right, I'll cut to the chase. Uh, my, uh, oh, sorry, did, did two of you want any drinks? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good, thanks. Uh, I'm okay for now. Okay, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, so I have a cousin. I mean, a lot of us have cousins. Uh, yes, most people have cousins. What? Uh, and, <laughs> well, uh, I care about this one a lot. And he's always been, we've always been very close. Uh, But ever since I started mentoring you two, uh, if you want to call it mentoring, uh, I haven't been paying attention to him. And I'm gathering from what's happened that that was the wrong thing for me to do. Believe me, I don't regret my involvement with you, but I couldn't be in two places at once. That's resulted in him consorting with the wrong crowd. 
Mm-hmm. As I say, something mm-hmm. personal happened. Uh, Dion, that's his name, uh, he was um, partying with a group um, in Miami. Uh, they call themselves the Tattoo Lizards. And, you know, something my... Yeah, I laughed as well. Uh, um, my mother always used to say, if a group is big enough to actually give themselves a name and not be laughed about it on the street, they're probably quite dangerous. And uh, that's what this group seems to be. They're based out of you know Model City, Liberty City, uh, pretty rough neck of the woods, um, deeper in Miami. It's a neighborhood known for its violence, its gangs. And these tattoo lizards are one of these gangs. Um, so when I found out about this uh, from, from Dion's um, brother, uh, another cousin, of course, he, um, I went looking for him. And I kind of went in a bit guns blazing because I've heard about these tattoo lizards. I've, hey, they're a dangerous gang to be around. And um, it wasn't the right course of action. I was lucky to escape with my life. Wow. Because I thought that I didn't need to enlist any of my friends to do this. I thought I'm going to make this a family matter, keep it personal, deal with it myself, and try and use a little of the old moxie that you get when you're a daughter of Poseidon. But it wasn't sufficient. Uh, there's, I, I think there's a, a scion like you and me and him, named um, Ahuitsa. Uh, he's, um, I think he's like the leader of these this gang. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling he's got Dion. Uh, I don't know for sure. All I know is the last place Dion was seen was with this gang. And I wanted to send some trusted unknowns, so that's the two of you, to find out where Dion might be. Uh, I Because I can't go back in there. And I have a feeling if they care enough, they'll probably have tabs on the people I usually hang around with. Given our fraternization's been pretty slim till now, I think that you're going to be able to go in at least anonymously. Hmm. All all I really want to know is where Dion is. Uh, If you can get me a location, I can probably do the rest. But um, I just felt like I can't take this to the police. Uh, I can't... Hmm. um, I can't enlist the people I'd usually enlist, people with a little more pep, uh, because uh, I'm guessing if uh, Ahuyitsa is aware of me and the people I hang around with, they're probably going to take steps to stop them. But the two of you look like, well, normals. When she calls them normals, Phaedra narrows her eyes through, you know, her multiple piercings and nose ring. (laughs) Like, funky haircut. And she's like... Yeah, you know, she's she's clearly tried really hard to not look normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, question: Does like are our characters at all aware of this like you know gang or group of people, or is this the first we're hearing of them entirely? Like, do we have any knowledge? Well, let's make a roll for that, shall we? Yes. Um, I know we haven't uh, assigned any contacts or anything like that, but I think that we could probably go with culture. Um. Let's go for culture and either cunning or intellect. Your choice. Okay. I have some dice in that. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the target number is for Sion. Uh, for well, for the benefit of listeners, uh, they're aiming for eights and above. Thank you. That's because we're not heroes yet. Mm-hmm. I have zero. No, one's one's not cancel. So it's one. I have two successes. Okay, well, two successes is sufficient. It's um, given that neither of you are criminals by trade, uh, that you're not automatically going to recognize the name. Um, but Faye, yeah, you've heard of them. You've heard of them as drug dealers and uh, and occasional gun runners. Uh, you've never interacted with them personally because why would you? but mm-hmm. you've definitely heard about them. Their names probably appeared on the news a couple of times, or you've had friends of friends that have bought something from them. Right. Hanging out with street kids and punks and right. stuff. There's probably yeah. somebody uh, that knows knows the bad people. Yeah. All right, cool. So so I'm, I'm going to look at uh, Kain and say, you know, 
these these guys are from what i've heard are pretty bad news um great if we decide to do this we need to be careful about how we approach them and where we ask questions so we probably should not be alone in a building with them if we can help it all right um why would we i mean i suppose the only reason to approach them is are, are they drug dealers i mean we could patch those off as yeah. party kids I mean, we could. I I pass better than you do, but we could rough you up a bit. Oh joy! <laughs> I mean, he looks like a you know, redheaded jock. I'm sure they yeah. they stop by and awkwardly ask for pot or whatever. This is oh, Dietrich now eyeing you up and down. Um, again, don't get me wrong. That's not a criticism. I, my world is corporate and political. Um, going in there as I did was probably the most stupid thing I've ever done. Um, well, maybe not, but it was probably close. But yeah, the two of you could roll up just looking like customers. Do you know where they're likely to be found or how we should identify them? Uh, yeah, I do, simply because uh, that's where they hounded me out of. Uh, so I can point you to where in Liberty City I found... Um, so I went up to one of the corner boys. Uh, my immediate approach was... Uh, I regret to say threatening. Uh, I wanted to see the boss, uh, Ahui, and um, the corner boy acted like I was, uh, well, like he was doing me a favor, of course. I didn't believe him, but he got on the phone, sent what I'm guessing transpired to be a coded message or enough people were watching that uh, the response was pretty heavily armed and uh, threatening in response. Um, but I can certainly point you to that exact corner uh, so that you don't have to take the same route that I did. Hmm, okay. I'd ask if we should be armed, but I don't know anything about guns. <laughs> uh, yeah, same. Yeah, well, to to be honest, uh, I would advise against it. I mean, if you've got to get in close to them, they're going to pat you down, I would imagine, anyway. And if you've gone in with a firearm, they're probably going to wonder why. Um, true, just true. At, at a guess. So you've done a lot of dealing with gangs, I'm guessing? Me? No, uh, hardly any. Uh, I had to pull some strings to even find out about these guys. Mm. Um, to be honest, I found about, out about them via reputation of Ahui, uh, who is a known felon or former felon and i then found out that he had a gang called the tattoo lizards that all tied back to where dion had been in the city it all kind of linked together hmm. now i don't know what how he might want with a with my cousin um he's just a bit of a dumb kid but is your cousin also a scion i'm assuming she Kind of, she lowers her head into her hands, run, takes her hat off, runs her fingers through her hair, exasperated. The reason he's been having such problems and hanging with the wrong crowd is precisely for that reason. Uh, it's not like he was hitting drugs or getting drunk before he found out about his parentage. So not mm. everyone takes it very well. And I, yeah, I thought that he would have been able to, I guess, take it on the chin, maybe see it as something exciting. He's He sees the news, he reads the comic books, you know? Right. Um, but he didn't i think uh, his world fell apart probably because he realized the person he thought was his dad wasn't actually his dad and he spent a long time modeling himself on uh someone who wasn't who he thought he was if I mean, that makes I even sense seen that happen with you know normal mortal types you find out something about your family's past and it can spiral you well yeah Sure. Uh, sometimes you make the mistake of thinking that because you got the blood of gods in your veins, you can stand up and take anything, and you just you you underestimate people. And I'm not saying Dion's weak or anything like that. I just didn't think he would react that way. Sure, mm. sure. So this is going to be fun. Um. So. 
just for out of character context, um, I have zero dots in subterfuge and one dot manipulation. So I'm assuming Faye by now realizes that Kean sucks at lying. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who also has zero dots in subterfuge? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be amazing. <laughs> I've got I've got lots of you know persuasion and empathy and stuff. I don't have any like I I do not lie either. Not not well. So this is going to be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, this is gonna be great. So yeah, so now we have that. It's like okay, so um, we're uh, sorry, sorry, Faye, if I'm talking a turn here, but we're not good at lying. <laughs> yeah, no, um, we're great. I mean, at- that's partly why I've been working with you because I've uh, I felt you very straightforward to deal with, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how like how do you even ask for drugs? Just go and say i'd like a drug please like i don't i mean i could ask for specific oh, drugs wow. well, i assumed yeah i assumed that was something sorry i again mean no offense she puts her hands up i assumed that was something you were familiar with looking at Faye. uh no i know way more about drugs than I, she does uh, but primarily just because i have to treat them yeah i mean i've i've dealt with getting people clean but i didn't like go with them to buy drugs what that- about selling them um, if you do, you have any drugs left over from your trip down to Mexico? Uh, n- no. Le- who who keeps leftover drugs? What? Well, what kind of weird you know, shit do you do? Uh, I'm 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 clutching at straws here. I I I understand. I don't necessarily have the best ideas in the world right now. I'm a bit personally preoccupied with what might be happening to my cousin or what has already happened if we're talking about trying to sell drugs i mean theoretically i can say that i can get my hands on some drugs from the hospital i'm resident at you you can are going to steal drugs no from a hospital i'm going to tell them that i can oh so you're gonna lie i didn't say it was a good (laughs) plan i just said it was a plan (laughs) Well, I suppose it isn't a lie if it is something you can do. Well, yes, but I'm not going to do it. Because people need those drugs. That's why they're there in the hospital, for people who need them. In that case, um, here's an idea. And maybe it's something I should have broached. As I said, the two of you are, are special, as special as any other scion would be and at some point everything's going to come clear to you Uh, i can't control when that is but it will happen now a lot of scions when they are first emerging into the world i guess look for someone who's going to give them all the answers maybe that's why you're seeking out ahui maybe you're going to him maybe you've heard of him oh i could ask him about that i'm interested in that yeah that's a good oh, whoa, idea. whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I'm not saying you actually follow his advice. If you have no, questions, you ask me. No, I'm not saying I'm going to follow his advice. I'm saying that it would not be a lie to say I want to know more about this shit. It's true. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, Diedrich, I've worked with you a few times now. I feel like you still think I'm a little stupid. And I don't like that. I have this problem where I tend to see people who aren't at the same level as me. She puts her hand up next to her head. Uh, kind of beneath me and that's, i'm working on that i'm yeah, working on it incredibly classist god privilege Hashtag. Hey, no, uh, we are yeah we are yeah, none check, of us perfect check your privilege check your scion privilege <laughs> all right um okay so Kian, i think we should go over there talk to Ahui. uh maybe see if we can even talk to you said his name was dion dion yeah that's right i uh, talked to dion Dion, Kian, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, Kian, Dion, yeah, okay. Uh, so we'll talk to them, see if we can talk to him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, cool. Um, we just got to go in there and act like we're not terrified because people can tell that you're terrified. You're terrified. Can you act not terrified by gang members with guns and uh, possible powers? Let's, Kian, let's say yes. for me? Okay. <laughs> uh, we should probably change your clothes too. Oh, okay. It's got to blend it like like just like like, like a ratty t shirt instead of this this polo thing you have going on. But the polo is comfortable. All right, fine. Yeah, I think you probably want to look less like a tourist and more like some yeah either someone who's there either on business or 
well yeah uh, some kind of business either yeah buying selling or going for the discussion but yeah that, that polo got to agree with Faye. you look I will go with the, the whatever Faye recommends is that my makeover. Cool. So we'll stop at a thrift shop on the way. Sweet. <laughs> that is in my price range. Okay. You stop by. A th- uh, are you uh, parting ways with Dietrich at this point? Uh, yeah. We've 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 gotten directions. You know where we're going. Okay. You uh, pop by the thrift shop, pick up an outfit for uh, Kian. Uh, Faye, I guess you uh, you're remaining as you are. Yeah, she's already kind of grungy. She's wearing like some, you know, ripped jeans and has like a, you know, kind of ratty band t-shirt on with like a, a flannel tied around her waist or something. Like she's just, mm-hmm. she, she could fit in anywhere that isn't like a high society function right, right now. Yeah. So so I, I guess I imagine Keen gets one of those black t-shirts with those uh, 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 death metal bands for the logo you can't actually read what their name is on it. It's just all yeah, jagged yeah. angles for no apparent yeah. reason. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get you an unreadable band t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just says rock band on it. Um... <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, you make your way to Liberty City. So Liberty City is, uh, unfortunately, one of the rougher areas in reality and in the world mm. of Scion, of Miami. Uh, it's... Um largely, uh, unfortunately, criminal-ridden at this point. And uh, it's one of the symptoms of being in a in an area that is not given a great deal of attention by the local government uh, or education or indeed any of the rest of the benefits that uh, suburbia or the coast, in the case of Miami, gain. Uh, so you make your way into what was uh, once known as Model City. And it doesn't take you long. Uh, I'm guessing you're... Uh, do you have a car or are you getting a taxi? Uh, um, there is a metro. There is a metro in Miami, so you can you can get off at the station, of course. Yeah, I'm going to say Phaedra has a car though, because yeah, she comes from money. So uh, you get a few looks when you park up. Uh, yeah, you can see immediately that that no one here is particularly shy about the fact that there may be some criminal enterprise at play. Uh, You've both seen enough TV shows uh, to know what it looks like when there's a a gang of people sat on a stoop and uh, someone stood on a corner, another runner running across the lawn, that kind of thing. People shouting Mm -hmm. down from a second floor window. Uh, You know what's going on, and there's far too much of it going on for the cops to stop it constantly. It's just moving the trouble around. So right. there's immediately a sense of lack of safety uh, when you get out of your car, out of the protection of that lightly armored vehicle. Um, but people don't pay too much attention to you. Most of them are just paying attention to the car and the fact that you've parked it and are getting out. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a, not, not a super nice car. She's not driving like a Mercedes or a Hummer or anything. That's like one of her little weird rebellion things. Is that like, yeah, she'll take the money for a car, but she's not going to take the high end car. She just want to look like she has money. She's she's got hang ups. What can I say? So, 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 so you, the, the car is kind of shitty looking. Yeah, I mean, like it's a it's, it's a typical car. Like if if, if if it were my car in real life, it would make sense. I have like an 04 Saturn. You know, okay. it's just like a it's a car. <laughs> it's not anything special. Anyway, a kid, a kid runs up to Faye. Oh, excuse yes. me, ma'am. Uh, do you want me to watch your car? Uh, no, I'm good. You sure? There's lots of people around here. Might steal your wheels. I'm good. I do a pretty good deal. Ten dollars. I'll keep a watch on it. Scare anyone off. <laughs> Who do you work for? I don't work for anyone. I'm my own boss. And he puffs his chest out. <laughs> He's an entrepreneur. I like that. I love this kid. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's got an alarm. Fine. Do you, you say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I like, I like, kind of, like, just confused because I've never had a child run up to me and I'd like offer to watch my car before anywhere that I've been, and I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of like uh, befuddled. Like, it's gonna lie. I don't understand. I'm like looking at Kian to see if he understands what's going on. Shrug. Uh, look, if the alarm goes off, it's just going to draw more people to it quickly. It's not like the cops are going to turn up because an alarm's going off in a neighborhood like this, ma'am. 
Give me the $10. If you call me ma'am one more time, I will punch you in the face. He frowns at that and says, whatever, $10, please. I give him $10. He says, thank you very much. I'll make sure your car doesn't get ripped apart. Do you know anything about Ahui or the tattoo lizards? He raises an eyebrow at you. That's not an answer, kid. Yeah, sure, but who's asking? Me, right now, in front of you? Yeah, I get that. Who are you to be asking? Uh, someone who is pretty sure they're like him and would like to learn more about that. Nice, very smooth. (laughs) He, um, he frowns again. And so, so you don't want me to watch your car? I what? What? <laughs> Look, I can go and get one of the um, lizards for you if that's what you're here for. Um, I'm not going to point you to where they are or anything. Oh, uh, okay. Well, in that case, the ten dollars is now for you to go get one of them for us, and we'll watch the car. He shrugs. Fine, and. Runs off. You never go see that money again. I I, I don't care. It's ten dollars. That, that's that's like a day's meal. I mean, that's like a, a coffee at Starbucks. It's fine. You, you go to Starbucks. I just won't have a coffee today. Wow. You... Of course, I go to Starbucks. This small talk continues for about two minutes before another kid turns up in a long vest. The the one you sent away has not returned. He says. Is it the two of you looking for the lizards? Yeah. He folds his arms. What do you want? We want to talk to Ahui about stuff. Well, Ahui's pretty far up the food chain. Yeah. Gonna need to be more specific. It's not like he just greets people off the street. As I told the other kid, we're just looking for him because he's the only one of the only people that we've ever seen that might have some similar history as we do, and we want to learn more about it. And we were hoping that he would talk to us. We're not trying to get involved in their business or anything. We just want to know more about our kind of condition. Oh, you're one of them. And he claps his yeah. hands together. That's that's cool as Fuck, can you fire fireballs out of your eyes or anything like that yet? Uh, no, it's it's pretty new. Uh, we kind of learned some about... Do you remember that big flood tsunami thing from a few months ago? Yeah, I remember that. You could. Uh, some people said they could see some big old bearded guy in the water throwing lightning and uh, spitting out tornadoes and that kind of shit. Yeah, we saw that too. So yeah. We were at the Mandarin Hotel when that happened. And we were we 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 kind of stopped that from happening. Like we're the ones that stopped the thing. True. Sa- South Beach, huh? And he looks you up and down. You don't dress like you're from South Beach. I'm not from South Beach. I was in town for a punk show. I'm from Boston. <laughs> Boston. Yeah. Uh, right. I see. Yeah. Okay. You're not here for why most people come here. All right. I'll make a call. See whether he's interested. Uh, likelihood is he's not gonna be because he doesn't just again offer walk walk in appointments. He's not a counselor. I mean, I can pay him. Okay, for his time. now we're probably yeah. Now we're probably talking. Um, so expect me to come back with some kind of price tag, and uh, and I'll see what I can do. That works for us. He gets his phone out. <laughs> Turn and look at Faye again. <laughs> How much money do you have? <laughs> And enough. I, I never have enough money. He comes back. Okay. Uh, he says he's uh, going to be working in cash because he doesn't have a PayPal or anything like that. Who doesn't have a PayPal? Oh, fine. All right. Fine. Everyone uses Venmo anyway. It's fine. I use the cash app. But whatever. Oh, he has just got one of those, actually. He just a keeps forgetting. A cash cool. app. Uh, one of us talked him into it. He's a bit a bit long in the tooth, but yeah, uh, don't, don't worry. We can hook you up with that. All right. All right. Uh, I'll take you to where you need to be. It's gonna cost you though. 
You're going to be setting yourself back by at least a grand apiece. That's fine. Let's go. He, His eyes widen. Damn, should have asked for more than that. It is worth it to me to find out about myself. Yeah, sure. Whatever. And he um, he takes you up a um, into a small block of flats. Uh, elevator is, of course, out of use. He takes you up some stairs. Uh, there's a few people give him nods. You can see as you're going increasingly into the neighborhood that more and more people here have got tattoos of lizards in the in a. You're not sure whether it's um, Mesoamerican, South American style, but you've definitely seen this kind of thing before on the Discovery mm-hmm. Channel. Tattooed around his, around their necks, their arms, their torsos. Um, without a doubt, you're identifying it as some kind of gang insignia. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gives a knock on the door, and it opens. A young woman opens it. And she says, looking at you, are these the two of them? He says, yeah, that's the two of them. They say they can pay him by cash app. And she says, you know, he's awful at using that. <laughs> and it, look, we just, we need to get him into the 21st century, Marie. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, come on in. All right, lead the way. You're ushered into a pretty well-appointed flat. It's uh, got all the furnishings of a drug lord's uh, uh, expectation uh, when in a pretty downtrodden inner-city apartment. Um, So you've got some gaudy artwork on the walls, mirrors, beaded curtains, that kind of thing. But you don't get the impression this is going to be where uh, any kind of deals take place. This is his private residence. Right. And uh, sitting in front of the TV um, with a big cigar in his mouth is a large man uh you could say he's shaped like a ball uh probably the only thing that's particularly noticeable about him in terms of angularity is his nose which is uh shaped a bit like a hatchet he's um watching some sports on the television looks up at you takes the cigar out of his mouth and says so you're the newcomers are you uh Sure. Yep. Grab a beanbag. He points you towards some beanbags in the corner. I will sit. I'll grab beanbag and sit down. Yep. We'll we'll grab beanbags and I guess sit near his feet like supplicants because that's what he seems to want. Yeah. And he um, he looks at you, puts the cigar back in his mouth, takes another puff, chews on it, and says. So what is it you're wanting to know about being scions? And that's where we're going to end that episode. Okay. Awesome. So I suppose we should still do the old, uh, good old-fashioned where to find us, shouldn't we? Oh, yes, that's right. Sorry. Sure. So, so wrapped up in the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, Dixie, if people wanted to find you and talk to you about Phaedra, where would they find you at? <laughs> you can find me at Dixie Cyanide on almost all social media or my website, DixieCochran.com. And Matthew? They can find me on MatthewDawkins.com on Twitter as Clack Click Bang. And you can find me at uh, PugSteady.com, uh, P-U-G-S-T-E-A-D-Y. Um, you can also find all of us at uh, TheOnyxPath.com. Uh, we, you can leave comments on the blog where you find this episode. Um, you can find this episode just about any um, podcatching app. Uh, if you can, rate and review us. We'd really appreciate it. Um, if you enjoyed this, you know, give us five stars. Um, if you have comments, let us know what you think, particularly on the uh, Podbean app. Uh, and otherwise, you can check us out on Discord, on Twitter, what have you. Um, and we'll see you next week. And as always, many worlds, one pathcast. Cast.